from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Fight for Monday Night. I am your host, Mike De Niro, and this is the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I hope you all had a great weekend. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all my followers and subscribers from all over the world. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for always following the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and here wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for downloading and subscribing and always promoting and repping hard for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about two weeks of the fight for Monday night, the Monday Night War. And it's very interesting. So, let's get into both weeks. We're starting out November 27th, 1995, WWE, well, WWF, Monday Night Raw. Started out with Rad Radford, a.k.a. Louis Piccoli. He went against Ahmed Johnson. This was just a squash, but quite an impressive squash. Because Ahmed Johnson actually looked really good in this matchup. This was a dud, though. I can't give it a rating. It was just a squash match. Johnson had an interview afterwards with Jerry the King Lawler. Dean Douglas cuts him off. He wants Johnson in the ring. Then they have a little pull apart. This leads to nothing. Dean Douglas next week's going to get a intercontinental title match against Razor Ramon. We get an update on Shawn Michaels. He has post-concussion syndrome. Next, we get a battle of the Joshis. Alondra Blaze and Kyoko versus Aja Kong, and I didn't catch her partner's name. This was really good. Joshi wrestling in WWE at the time was a very interesting thing, and it was a breath of fresh air to the little action that we would see on this show. It was nice to see some international action. Brother Love is back, and he interviews Bret Hart. Bret Hart says that Diesel's cheap. He's always been cheap. He says that he been thinking about 1992 SummerSlam for the longest and wants his revenge on Davy Boy Smith. And when they fight for the world title, he will come out victorious. Bob Backlund, for some reason, comes out and he attacks Bret Hart. This never-ending feud of boringness between Bret Hart and Bob Backlund somehow is going to continue, which I don't really care about. I never liked their match in 94. I hated their match at WrestleMania in 95. This is not going to excite me if they're going to feud now. Next, we get Triple H. He's going against a jobber. They're building up to his hog pen match against Henry O. Godwin at In Your House. Another dud. 
The main event was supposed to be Undertaker versus the Supreme Fighting Machine, comma. But Ted DiBiase comes out. He changes the match. It, it becomes Undertaker versus Sir Mo. This is really the main event of Raw. This is bullshit. This match sucked ass. At the end, Undertaker is victorious. No surprise. Mabel comes out. He steals the the chain, the urn that was melted down to a chain. And that's how we go off the air. Mabel running away with a chain and Undertaker chasing after him. Bro, this Raw sucked ass. This Raw was a dud. I can't stand the WWF in 1995. It's always a dud. This shit has been a fucking chore. And you know what? The next week was worse than this. So, I am very torn because I semi-enjoy the WCW product. Semi at this point. The WCW product is not good either. But I know both shows get extremely good. So, I don't know if I want to fast forward in time and get to the good shit. But, this has just been hard. Hard to sit through. Fucking Raw is horrible. WCW is hokey as fuck. But they have their moments. They have good wrestling. WWE Raw has just been nothing but jobber matches and horrible, horrible main events. I don't know what I want to do here. But, I have to figure it out. Because I I want to skip to 97, but then that means I missed the NWO. I may just skip to the birth of the NWO, but Raw still was ass during that. I don't know. At this point, and I'm not being biased because I think both suck, but at this point, WCW by far is the better show. They had the better show here on this night, November 27, WCW Nitro, the show starts off with a rematch from World War III. By the way, this is the World War III Fallout show. show starts out with the rematch. Johnny B. Bad versus DDP. Johnny B. Bad has Kimberly by his side. He won the rights and services of Kimberly at the pay-per-view the night before. Diamond Dallas Page comes out with a bouquet of flowers. Inside the flowers was a steel chain. During the match that had very little action and only two minutes in, Kimberly pulls out the chain. Looks like she's going to toss it to Diamond Dallas. Instead, gives it to Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad knocks out DDP with it. One, two, three. Johnny B. Bad beats DDP in two minutes. This was... Whatever. A dud. The Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. He's being interviewed with... I was about to say Jerry Hart. With Jimmy Hart. By Mean Gene Okerlund. Jimmy Hart saying, well, Taskmaster is saying that it's Jimmy Hart's fault for allowing Luger to walk off with Sting and not ending Macho Man's career at the pay-per-view, which led to Macho Man winning the title later on in the night. Jimmy Hart says that he never lied to the Taskmaster and he was his first and only manager and just to trust him and blah, blah, blah. This was interesting. Ironically... There's a Joshi taxi match on this show as well. I wonder if this is because WWF had a Joshi taxi match also. But this was a much better Joshi taxi match. We had Bull Nakano, the former WWE star, here on this match. This was a really good matchup. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Hulk Hogan versus Hugh Morris was okay. Hogan wins the matchup. Surprise, surprise. Macho Man is interviewed. 
Hogan interrupts. He says he wants to show the tape of what happened at World War Three. The tape is somehow interrupted before a show Hogan going under the bottom rope. Macho Man says, oh yeah, I didn't see nothing yet. So then the Giant comes out. He attacks both of them. Sting comes out and helps. This leads to the tag team match at the end of the show. Sting and Lex Luger versus Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. For what it was, it was a short matchup, but it was a really good matchup. Good action. Lots of action in this. Sting and Lex Luger pick up the win. After the match, the Horsemen attack. Hulk Hogan makes the save. He is fighting off Ric Flair, which leads to WCW announcing that Hogan, Flair, Hogan, Sting, and Luger are all under WCW probation because they've been running roughshod all over the show. So they cannot hit any officials or referees going forward, and they cannot do whatever the hell they want on this show. Okay episode of Nitro. I give it a 1 out of 5 stars. Which is a lot better than the 0 out of 5 stars that Raw had. But speaking of Raw, let's move on a week. WWF Raw, December 4th, 1995. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Start with Bob Holly versus the British Bulldog. Bulldog wins. Squash match. Dud. Interview with Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund goes crazy, runs into the crowd. During Superstars on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day Superstars used to be on, he attacked Jim Ross. He's going crazy here. He attacks the lighting guy. Uh, whatever. They're building to this matchup between Bob Backlund and Bret Hart that literally, this feud literally never did anything for anybody, but we're going to continue this feud, whatever. We got Fatu versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Squash match. Dud. I'm really trying to not be biased here, but what the fuck? Razor Ramon beats Dean Douglas in the most action we see tonight. This was... Pretty predictable matchup. Dean Douglas is getting no shine on this show. 
but Razor Ramon retains his Intercontinental Champion. I give this a 2 out of 5. Razor versus Dean was pretty entertaining. Brother Love interviews Mabel. Mabel vandalizes Undertaker's casket, and at In Your House, they're going to have a casket match. It This did nothing for me. They announced that on January 1st, we're going to have the Raw Bowl. Instead of the Super Bowl, we're going to paint the ring green and make it look like a football field. And everyone's going to be wearing football jerseys. And we're going to have a football wrestling night. Yay. The main event. Well, not even the main event. But the wrestling main event of this show was Sid versus Marty Jannetty. In what world is Marty Jannetty a main event, sir? And guess what? Sid could even beat Marty Jannetty. The match ends in a DQ when 1-2-3-Kid and Razor Ramon get involved. What the fuck? Anyway. We end this show by going to the hospital and talking to Shawn Michaels' personal physician. Who says Shawn Michaels isn't doing too well. He has post-concussion syndrome and he... His wrestling career should be on the back burner right now. And his health comes first. And it's a very, very scary time for Shawn Michaels. (sighs) We end a show with a freaking 10 minute interview with a doctor. When is Brian Pillman going to pull out the fucking gun? We we need the attitude. I, I can't do this shit. This shit is horrible. This shit is horrible. I am about to fast forward time and get to Bash at the Beach, 1996, and we'll go forth from there. Because what the fuck, man? Raw is horrible. And I am so glad WCW on this night, December 4th, decided to take shots at Raw in the main event. Because while they were having a pretty good, decent main event, Actually, it was better than decent in my eyes. It was a really solid matchup. They said, hey, if you want non-wrestlers talking about a wrestler's health to end your show, go put on the Gaga drama on the other channel. But if you want to see action, then leave it here. Now, WCW, don't get like all excited because your show isn't much better. But at least every match is not a squash match. And we don't end the show with just talking. Let's talk, by the way, Raw, 0 out of 5 again. December 4th, 1995, Nitro. The American Males versus Harlem Heat. It seems like every time the American Males is on TV with their corny-ass theme song, American Males, American Males, they always go against the Harlem Heat. The Harlem Heat beat them. They're still the tag team champions. During the match, there was some shenanigans between Colonel Parker and Sister Sherry. This uh, I give it a 1 out of 5. We got Sting and Lex Luger interviewed. Flair and Sting versus... Well, Flair, Sting, and Luger will have a triple threat match at Starcade to name the number one contender, and the winner of that match will face Macho Man at the end of the night. So Starcade 1995 will be December 27th, 1995, and we will see a triple threat between Sting, Flair, and Luger. That should be good. We got a pretty decent matchup between Sting and Kurosawa here. This was not the longest matchup, but... It did its work. It did justice. And Sting looked really good here. They're building on Sting as he goes into this number one contendership matchup at Starcade. This I'll give a 2 out of 5. 
They announced that New Japan Pro Wrestling will invade WCW at Starcade, and we will see a lot of New Japan talent versus WCW talent at Starcade. So that should be fun and interesting. Scott Norton versus the Giant. This was a really good, really good way to make the Giant look like a monster. Scott Norton, who's been shown to be like a beast on this show, met his match in the Giant, who basically pummeled him and hit him with one of the biggest choke slams I've seen. This was good. Two and a half out of five stars. Ric Flair comes out, and he has Charles Barkley by him. Basketball legend Sir Charles. That was really cool. Barkley says that he'll never be the man that Ric Flair is, which is pretty funny. Main event, Lex Luger versus Macho Man for the WCW title. Even though this match was thrown out without a winner, kind of like the main event for Raw, this match had so much action in it. Really good matchup. Macho Man and Lex Luger tore it up. These guys have been feuding since Luger debuted on WCW Nitro. And this was a really good matchup. I'm giving this a 3 out of 5 stars. Good main event. Even though there was a fuck finish at the end. The referee was thrown out. Well, he threw out the match. He got attacked. Referee Randy Anderson, who takes a bump like no one else. He looks like he gets shot every single time he takes a bump. Ric Flair comes out. He hits Macho Man with brass knucks. This leads to Hulk Hogan coming out and fighting off Macho Man. I mean, which fighting off Ric Flair... Sting and Luger and Hogan are all on probation, like I said from last week. So Hogan getting involved in this and hitting a WCW official and the match getting thrown out. I don't know if it's looking good for Hogan. Hogan may be suspended after this, but really good matchup. After the match, Hogan, Sting, they get into a shoving matchup. Macho Man gets in between them. Mean Gene Oakland interviews Hulk Hogan and Sting at the end of the match. And it is announced that they're going to let Cooler Heads prevail. They're on the same side. Hogan and Sting versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson next week. That should be one hell of a main event. These are the reasons why I cannot stop watching WWE Raw. Because I don't want to miss the main event matches like Sting and Hogan versus Flair and Arn on the other side. And if we're going to go watch every single show, whether they suck or not, I have to just sit through it and do it. Because... As much as I want to skip to the Attitude Era, it would not be fair to those who are actually following the war with me. So I will stick through it for you guys. But I'm telling you right now, these shows are not the best. WWE is notorious for having one of the worst years in 1995. But WCW, it's not that bad. So that's the reason why I got to keep on watching. WCW had a good show here. 2.5 out of 5. I'll tell you what, Nitro... Has been better than Raw. But it's also been better than their corny ass pay-per-views. So, right now, Nitro's winning the war, obviously. That, that's what I was saying. That's, that's extremely obvious that Nitro's winning the war. Anyway, tune in on Wednesday for the Fight for Wednesday night. AEW versus NXT. Thank you so much for listening along. Remember to follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at WrestlingDeLoreanPod. Take care, everybody. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 